looking at. The clouds still there. Oh, dear Lord. There's a Cyberman out there on the fuselage. In 24 hours, the human race, as you know it, will cease to exist. Doctor! It's happening everywhere, all over the world, right now. Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Ben Knight. And uh, we're here talking Series 8, Episode 12, the second part of the two-part finale of uh, Peter Capaldi's first run as the Doctor called Death in Heaven. And uh, after this, we've got a, a long pause between this and the uh, the Christmas special. And I, I think, did we, uh, did we officially decide if we're going to come back in between now and then and kind of do like a a series eight retrospective where we kind of just talk about the season as a whole. I believe we officially, uh, have not made a decision. Okay. Uh, do you want to officially make a decision now? Do we want to try to squeeze this in at some point between sure, man? Fuck it. I got nothing but time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's official. We're going to, we're going to come back at an undisclosed date. Could be You're next welcome. week. Patreon. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that Patreon <laughs> thing anymore. We left them in the dust, man. They're... Oh, did we really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. Ben, Ben even, Ben even switched over. He's uh, Ben's uh, mm-hmm. hanging out on the on the premium website now. The 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 way it was intended. To I be. hang out on a lot of premium websites. <laughs> What's the new website we uh, we got working here? Oh no, it's the, it's the same as always. We're we're oh. still sitting on cinemageekly.com slash premium. It's just that everybody can mm-hmm. sign up directly through the website now. So wait, that's well, then... cinemageekly.com slash premium, you say? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, uh, the I only see. people listening to this right now, they were the ones with the access to that website, so there's really no point in plugging it. But well, I'm going to uh, go out and say it. Suck a dick, Patreon. We're premium on our own now. Yeah, I mean, and people, yeah, I mean, it's really simple. People pay and get the account um, all in one now, so there's no middleman or anything like that. It it works a little bit better. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about this episode. Because uh, it was a, it was it was a it was a very interesting episode on a lot of different levels. Um, we uh, so we were kind of left right where we were at the end of Dark Water with uh, the Doctor and uh, Missy, who just revealed herself to be the uh, the female version of the Master, and Clara was trapped in a in a room with a, a Cyberman, and, and Danny Pink was still in uh, the the Nether Sphere, right, determining his uh, <laughs> his uh, his his future, I guess. Right? I, I I was just grinning about like just I, when when you said Danny Pink's name, I could hear Ben's teeth just sort of <laughs> grind together. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so Clara is trying to fool the Cybermen into uh, uh, into letting her go. She's trying to tell them that she's not an unimportant regular ordinary average human which in truth she is actually not uh but the cybermen can't really tell the difference um she's trying to tell them that she's not she's actually the doctor that's where that line came from that we saw in the trailer right about how how clara never existed yeah um so she, while she's trying to do that uh the doctor is with the master and uh because people are stupid uh, they don't see these giant mechanical creatures and are freaking out. And look, I understand because I saw some people that were like, "You shouldn't everybody remember the Cybermen?" But I'm pretty sure there was an episode with Matt Smith where he rebooted the universe, right? So mm-hmm. all the familiarity with the Doctor and all the Doctor's things, including the bad guys, presumably were wiped away uh, when that happened. Uh, however, that did not stop people from being dumb and decided. And because it's 2014, they're just going to take selfies with Cybermen in the middle of the street. We do live in a world where people take selfies with the fucking Coca-Cola truck. So, <laughs> you know, it's not that surprising. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, I guess it's not overly surprising. They probably just figured it was guys in costumes or something, uh, which is, of course, ludicrous. That would never be the case. Um, and uh, one of the people that shows up to take uh, one of these pictures is uh, Oswin whom people might remember from 
the uh, the 50th anniversary, and she's no mm-hmm. longer sporting her Tom Baker scarf. She's now sporting a Matt Smith bow tie, and uh, of course, I uh, Ben did did you do the did you do the Lois Griffin or not? I tried listening, but I, I couldn't <laughs> hear you. But she did say bow ties were cool. And uh, was... yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's 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 not a Lois Griffin. That's saved for the show title only. Okay. But it was a good moment. I did yeah. say, "Oh, permission to squee." No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was uh, adorable. It was, a, it was a cool little moment for sure. Mm. Um, and uh, of course, it was uh, all one big setup. Unit is there, um, along with uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart, and uh, they uh, they put a cease and desist to all of this uh, almost immediately, and they take uh, the master into custody and the doctor along with them uh and they and literally i mean the same exact way they 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 roofie the doctor as well um just to make sure that he's going to come with them i guess i'm not sure why they would think he wouldn't otherwise but uh they did and brought the tardis along with them uh on onto a plane meanwhile in the nether sphere danny pink is noticing that uh all the lights are starting to go out people are kind of rapidly departing the nether sphere that's because their consciousness is being downloaded into more and more Cybermen bodies. And um, we're, we also notice the, uh, this cloud, right? That what, what, what is the, uh, because, I'm, because I'm completely ignorant, what, what, is the, uh, what is the location from which this cloud appears? I don't remember the name of it off the top. It's of above St. Paul's Cathedral. Okay, so there we go. Um, which is the uh, cathedral which is in uh, Terror of the Autons, I think. Oh, oh right, right, right. These things. It's the three W building, right? With the yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the this cloud uh, kind of goes everywhere, and we're uh, we are told that it is essentially um, it, it looks like it's raining, but we're told that it's cyber pollen. So apparently, inside these water droplets are the individual pieces uh, required to turn. Uh, human remains into like essentially it'll build a Cybermen around the remains uh, that are attached to the mines in the nether sphere and then they download the mines into the body um, and uh, one of these places happens to also be where Danny Pink is now uh, memory serves where his body is that that is to say now if memory serves he he never hit the delete button right no he didn't so right. they transferred they transferred him completely normal into the body, which seems like something they wouldn't want to do. Like, it seems like yeah. they wouldn't want to transfer him if he'd not yet hit that delete button. But, you know, bad guys tend to slip up, I guess, and their plans aren't always perfect. That's probably why they get foiled so many times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what happens. Danny gets transferred to the Cyberman body. And um, he, uh, he kind of realizes his situation and seeks out Clara, who is still trying to get away from the Cybermen in the 3W building, uh, and they're more and more frequently not buying into her story, um, especially one Cyberman in general who totally doesn't buy into her story. Luckily for her, it's Danny Pink in a Cyberman suit, and he kind of dispatches with all the other Cybermen. Um, Clara, of course, is not aware of this as of yet. Um, on the plane, just I'd say there some some of the best dialogue of the entire episode in that in that kind of thirty seconds there. Um, are you talking about like where she's? Uh... So she, she does the well, gentlemen, where to start? I was born on the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castaboris. I'm a time lord. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, she ran the whole shtick. Yes. Yeah. Followed by I'm an incredible liar. Correct. Uh, oh yeah, Danny Danny Pink's very very dry response of correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Passive aggressive motherfucker. <laughs> it was funny though. Did you notice funny. that the Cyberman was hard when he said correct? Did you guys notice that when he lowered his mm-hmm. head and he just stared mm-hmm. at, his, at his rod? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh, 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 meanwhile on the uh, meanwhile on on Unit's plane, they uh, they're telling the doctor uh, that in uh, in instances such as this, uh, they. Uh, they they bring in the president for this, and uh, I think he kind of mistakenly thinks that it's, you know, when you th- when you say president, you probably think of president of the United States. Uh, of course, we would never get involved in such a thing. We we don't have any any stake uh, <laughs> in it. So with the uh, awesome line, hang on a second, the president. We don't want Americans bobbing around the place. They'll only start praying. Yes. <laughs> Nicely done, doctor. Nicely done. Um, and no, they're like the, the president of Earth. Uh, oh, and congratulations, Doctor. That's you. Congratulations, Mr. President. 
Um, so he got a, he got quite the promotion uh, rather quickly. So basically, they're putting all of Earth's armies in under uh, his command, which of course ties in to this whole season long arc about the Doctor and soldiers and war and all this other stuff. Okay, so um, when Clara wakes up, she is in uh, a cemetery and uh, it is being rained upon by the cyber pollen. And we we do get to see one of my favorite shots from the show, which is just tons of Cybermen hands coming up from graves and things like that. And Cybermen pulling themselves out of graves, I thought was uh, just a really neat visual. Uh, and uh, she eventually finds out that the Cyberman who saved her is, in fact, Danny, who pulls off the uh, the mask, and you see a, uh, a somewhat deformed <laughs> Danny Pink. His nose is all pulled to one side uh, and shit like that. And he is, um, but he has not deleted any of his, uh, he has not deleted any of his uh, his emotions or anything. Meanwhile, on the plane, uh, can't Cyber- delete something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Cybermen. Uh, meanwhile, on the plane, Cybermen have uh, have uh, because you know their flying abilities can uh, eventually caught up to the plane and are are trying to to find their way in. Uh, meanwhile, in another part of the plane, uh, Oswin is doing some research while in the same room as the master, and they have a a little oh, bit of. Uh, is it Osgood? Osgood. Yeah. I thought I keep thinking Oswin is the was Claire's name, and uh, yeah, gotcha. Um, so they're having, uh, this conversation, uh, this back and forth and, uh, the master tells Osgood that she has a secret for her and she needs to come closer. And her secret is that she's going to kill her in a minute, uh, which of course, uh, she does actually, which to the, much to the dismay apparently of a lot of people on Twitter. Oh, I was bummed too. We're very upset at Osgood's, uh, departure and boy, was she just ruthless in killing her. She did not have a problem I think she uh, should have killed Oswald and left Osgood alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. Right. No, Osgood for Osgood for companion. Be yeah, like well, I, even the doctor put in his vote for that. All of yes, time he and did. Space. There you go. Um, she could have been the fanboy companion. Oh, dude, I was so down for that. That would have been awesome. Mm. Every week she wears something that another doctor used to wear. <laughs> oh, so great. <laughs> Damn it. The, uh, damn you, master! Uh, so, yeah, no, damn you, Moffat. <laughs> yeah, right? What the fuck? Mm. So, uh, he, yeah, but kudos to just killing off a character that people know. Um, uh, we talked about it last week, but sometimes people have, have uh, criticized the show saying that they haven't been particularly good at killing people dead. They're good at killing people and then bringing them back, but not killing them and having them be dead. Um, so that that has uh, so that has once again happened, uh, and uh, bad news for everyone else: the plane is going down now because of all the damage from the Cybermen. Uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart basically gets flung out. I thought she was dead as well because you know just got sucked that out of an airplane. Generally happens when you get sucked out of an airplane. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in in what is one of the more badass moments in in recent Doctor Who memory. Uh, just that shot of Capaldi leaping out of the plane and uh, right into the TARDIS was was mm-hmm. awesome. Good shit. Ruined by Chris Addison. Anyway, <laughs> at least he got fucking vaporized for it, so that's all right. Yeah, um, but I approve. I mean, that was that was uh, a great moment. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, back in the uh, back in the cemetery, Clara is working on. Uh, Danny's cybermatronics trying to turn off uh, his emotions. Apparently, it's just too much for him to bear living like this, and he'd rather be, uh, you know, just a good old-fashioned normal Cyberman. I don't know if Claire was thinking this through, because my initial thought was, well, if you do that, the first thing he's going to do is break your neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just going to turn all the control over. Uh, but that... Uh, before any of this could happen, the doctor reappears in his TARDIS and, uh, they have a very long conversation about all this. Um, the master is there as well. And, uh, uh, I, what, are, this is when we finally get our, you know, what has all of this really been about? And the master reveals that it was in fact her who put Clara and the doctor together. Uh, but not for some really grand reason, but for a reason that still kind of made sense, uh, at least in the, in the master's mind she wanted somebody who was a control freak to kind of i I, you know i guess to just fuck with him right she wanted somebody to control uh the doctor and wanted to play off of this because she wanted the 
the doctor to see that the doctor and the master are really not all that different. They're, We're not so different to you and I. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very similar. They're very similar in a lot of ways. And she tells him that, um, you know, he's off saving the universe on his own and things like that. But the Cybermen army is not for her to conquer anything. It's for the doctor so he can go out and do it. Because once again, they're not so different. And this is really all he needs. She's just trying to desperately prove to him that they're they're really similar. Um the uh clara however is uh is not overly uh is not overly pleased with all of this given what's happened to her boyfriend and uh, and everything else um and even with uh even after they 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 flick the switch on 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 danny pink he is uh apparently still loyal to clara um and because of love i guess is that it is that the mm-hmm. reason Cybermen, at least this particular breed of Cybermen, the way they've gone about putting these Cybermen together, uh, they 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 were unable to to purge that connection that people have with one another. Um, the uh, and and Danny Pink a, as such, and with the Doctor supposedly in in command of the Cybermen, uh, Danny takes the uh, the other Cybermen in the graveyard, and uh, they. Uh, use their combined powers to essentially disperse the uh, the the cyber pollen cloud uh, via exploding themselves. I think is the uh, is is the gist. They self destructed or something. It dissipated uh, the clouds. And if uh, if uh, Sharknado has proven anything to me, it's that <laughs> explosives do dissolve uh, weather uh, clouds yeah. and winds and things like that. So. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to fit in Sharknado uh, and Doctor Who, two franchises. I think we all are. Two franchises that really belong together. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, I, I heard you in uh, the 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 thing for Arrow. You were um, you were referencing referencing Piranha Three Double D as well, and I think that was <laughs> I think that was worthwhile. The um, that uh, was the superior movie. <laughs> so, so Clara, uh, so Clara wants to kill the master. Um, um, but the, uh, the doctor, uh, does not want her to do this. So the doctor wants to handle the situation himself. Uh, the master asks the doctor to say something nice to her before she does it. Obviously it's sort of the thing she did it with, uh, Osgood, uh, as well. And uh, the doctor says, you win is the nice thing he says to her. And she says, I know. And before the doctor has a chance to do anything, she is shot by another Cyberman completely, or and, is she? Or well, of course, or is yeah, she? Yeah, she's already she's already gone off of the math a little bit, hasn't she? <laughs> I, th- I think the real question. I, I yeah, I, I think that's what the show wanted you to think. But I, uh, as soon as that happened, I'm like, well, if neither of the two main characters did it, that makes it even less likely that she's gone. I'm sure she's gone somewhere, but not gone forever. Um, the nerds will notice that the thing that was off about it was that if she'd been hit by a shot from a Cyberman. Um, she would have basically exploded, whereas she did turning mm-hmm. blue and heading in a generally upwards direction, which is similar to her yes. um, thing from before. And as, I think and, the yeah. doctor did. and as people noted, the uh, the when when she transports somebody, it's blue, and when she kills somebody, it's red. Mm-hmm. And this was blue, so very possible that she was transported elsewhere um and even more so when you read the radio times article from this week mm-hmm. but anyway yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we'll, and we'll talk about that in a minute as well uh so when uh the doctor and clara go to uh further examine the situation they see kate lethbridge stewart laying on the ground in the cemetery completely unharmed mm-hmm. and putting the pieces together the doctor quickly realizes that um, the only way this could have happened is if somebody had caught her and brought her down and putting all those pieces together um, without really saying it, right? They kind of reference him earlier in the episode, and longtime Doctor Who fans would know that the person inside of that Cyberman armor was Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, Kate's father. And uh, there's that really great moment at the end where the Doctor salutes him, and uh, the Cyberman just kind of bows his head and then takes off. Um, and again, uh, another Cyberman was hard. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're uh, he they're... saluted right back. Yeah. <laughs> So the um, in a in a in a bit of a in a bit of a change for finales for Doctor Who, 
uh, which normally leave with like these really huge grand moments. Uh, it this episode essentially ended with the doctor and Clara uh, over a, a bit of coffee hit a hit a table somewhere, kind of where they sort of started at the beginning, right? We're at the end of the first episode. She's like, "Let's go get some coffee," and um, uh, they they do this they do this bit right where um, they kind of reveal through um, some side flat like they weren't flashbacks, but they're like side flashes to uh, these moments that Clara had following these events, and it's revealed that somehow through these bracelets or something that they had in the nether sphere or something, they were able to send themselves back somehow. Like, I don't think that was ever made particularly clear. It's another shitty Moffat moment. Yeah, that that did not sit too well. Like, that was not very <laughs> clear at all. Um, but what was clear was that Danny Pink clearly had the opportunity to bring himself back, but didn't. He sent the child that he had killed back instead so he sacrificed himself yet again in this so episode. it was a double moffat essentially mm-hmm. um so we we so that ha- so that happens right um and um there is a moment when the, with between the doctor and the master where things have gotten tense and in a in a haste she tells the doctor that she found gallifrey and that sort of stops things in their tracks for a moment and he's asking where where did you find it and she replies with something along the lines of didn't you ever think to look of you know where it is you know where it's supposed to be normally and presume and she provides coordinates or something and um in this conversation um they're kind of you know she's the doctor is under the impression that Danny used this technology to bring himself back and they must be so very happily ever after. And Clara is about to tell him that, no, that's not what happened when the doctor tells her that he found Gallifrey and, uh, that it was right where the master said it was for once the master was telling the truth. And we get this side flash with the doctor as well of popping in the coordinates and opening the door and seeing nothing there. And, uh, and what, this this that might actually be my favorite Capaldi moment was just mm. that the silent rage of him just coming in, closing the door, very slowly walking back to the console, and then just smashing the shit out of the I console. Say, and, and like yeah. and like Danny Pink smashing up the woman in his life. <laughs> kind of. Man, Ben is just going to get in as many digs as he can before that Danny Pink character is gone. Um, in fact, we're going to, I know we're going to get like another episode where it's like a, a Dalek or something. And you're like, you know, that Dalek reminds me a lot of Danny Pink. What a dick. Uh, um, so um, I don't know if that's possible. The Daleks have way more emotion than Danny Pink. <laughs> the, uh, so they're, um, Essentially, they're both lying to each other. He's lying to Claire to make her think that everything is okay. It's all right for you to go off with Danny. Your life is happy. And hey, look, I'm I'm fine too. And she is telling the same exact lie back to him. Both of them are kind of miserable, actually, right now. But they don't want the other one to know. So they're bullshitting each other. And um, she's like, well, hey, before you go, you know, think maybe I can get like an actual hug. And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And... She asks him, and then, you know, and, and again, another really great moment, a, a fucking fantastic line where she's like, why don't you like hugs? And he just says, you shouldn't trust them because it's just a way to hide your face, which is an awesome line. It's so good. And then they both did an, uh, did an acting, didn't they? They did. That, they did with, an acting. With their acting faces. <laughs> yes. It was like did. some glass menagerie kind of shit, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was good acting, though, but they certainly did it. It was, acting. yeah. Uh, so the doctor goes back. Or, well, essentially, Clara walks off, right? And then they go to the credits. And then the credits stop about halfway through uh, with the doctor hearing a voice saying that it, the, it, it can't end like that. Of course, um, it's a kind of a weird double entendre, right? Because I, he the person talking to the doctor is talking about the situation with Clara, but to the TV visitors is like, we can't end the episode that way. <laughs> um, so it was, there was, there was cute in that way. And um, he's, the voice is tell, <clears throat> telling him that uh, things with Clara cannot end this way. They need to be fixed. The doors pop open. And uh, believe me, this, this actually really caught me way off guard. I'm wondering how many other people it caught off guard, uh, but there is fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> Played by Nick Frost. Uh, and that's when they hop into the credits and then they do a tease uh, for the Christmas special. So, uh, Aaron, I am going to go to you. What were your thoughts on Death in Heaven? Uh, 
some good, some bad parts. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> I, I really like it, it. You know, like you just touched on a moment ago, like it, it was kind of a, a very shocking moment almost when you know the doctor starts beating the TARDIS. I mean, it wow. Like that would, that yeah. was a that was a pretty big moment for something like that to happen, you know. And it was it was it was almost kind of sad at the end, you know. They're both both their lives are you know kind of a pure shit at this point, you know. They're both miserable, but you know they're trying to be brave for each other. So I mean, you know, it it was touching. It, I thought the the way that Missy went out, I mean, it was kind of it, it was just kind of like you know like a half mass, you know what I mean? It wasn't really. I didn't think it, it was as grand as what it could have been. And they were building. I mean, for the entire season, she was popping in and out, and then it reveals she's the master, and then you know. She just kind of gets, you know, kind phasered of fizzled or, or out. Yeah. yeah, it just it's just like a little like a like a popcorn fart of a death. It was just like there was no substance to it. So, I mean, it's just you know that kind of left me feeling flat. But all in all, you know, it uh, hey, you know, it, it kept in tone with the season. You know, Capaldi is, you know, he's he's not one to be trifled with. He's not like you know all sunshines and giggles like like a couple previous doctors. So it uh, no some heavy shit, man. I'm into it. Uh, ben, what did you think of the episode? I, I, I like that. Some heavy shit. I'm into it. Um, I, again, yeah, good and bad. Um, I, I kind of viewed it as an introduction or a reintroduction of, of the Master rather than a sort of culmination of that plot. I think that was the right. start of, of the next plot, if you will. Um, some fucking awesome dialogue, though, uh, all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clara, I finally kind of came to accept the whole stuff that they've been doing all the way through the series of, you know, the sort of Dr. Clara thing. Um, you know, that's obviously all been building up to one speech, the whole, um, you know, the one she gives to the, uh, to the Cybermen when she's trying to convince them that she's the doctor, right. um, which was one of those things as well, because of course people were talking about uh, every series people talk about, you know, the doctor's wives, children and so on. And she sums that up pretty well, married four times, all deceased children, grandchildren, missing, presumed dead, blah, blah, blah. Get yeah. non-gallifrey daughter who everyone's forgotten about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, transfer. yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I, uh, she referenced the, she referenced, uh, David Tennant's version of the, of his daughter, which is actually his wife. That's a whole weird fucked up thing. Another uh, doctor's, another doctor's daughter too. But, but the fact yeah. that they, but the fact that she even brought that up, I'm like, well, wow. I never thought that would ever be mentioned again. Like mm-hmm. I just presumed it was. It's interesting that, that, you know, they just, they kind of brought that up. Like, you know, it, it, no remarks are just like off the hand, like, you know, with Moffat. So, I mean, you oh, know, it's maybe. Deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, so some great dialogue there. Um, I think, I mean, and Michelle Gomez, I mean, we were already kind of sort of cemented, I think, in people's mind that she is going to be awesome as the master. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the stuff between her and, uh, and Osgood uh, was, again, some of the, some of the best dialogue, I, I think, so far at the scene. And Ingrid Oliver, I don't, I don't, she, I, I think she's very funny and she's one half of uh, a comedy duo here, Watson and Oliver. And uh, I, I have to say, I wasn't kind of into her character before, but the, the inter, you know the interaction between her and Missy on the on the plane was was brilliant yeah um and i'm not sh- you know that that was that was impressive stuff uh plot wise it's, it's, you know cybermen episodes i'm never sure how much they kind of do it for me anyway so yeah it, it it was all right in that respect there were a couple of corny moments a couple of moments that made no fucking sense um for example the the put you know missy has put clara in, in the path of the doctor, we know that we've been, you know, reminded repeatedly that, you know, she's put her there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, you don't really ever understand why. Yeah. I, it's, I, I mean, supposedly the master's whole point is to kind of make the doctor realize that they're more alike, but I'm not exactly sure how putting Clara with him did that. No. I mean, the, the sort of, you know, the conversation about control freak and, and so, you know, was that I mean, just to make a cheap joke and shout heel doctor at him as she did? If so, that's that's an awful lot of building up to nothing. Right. I mean, um, maybe you could. Make but she is bananas, as she said. Right. And, and maybe you could make the argument that because um, Clara came on in the second half of Matt Smith's run when things definitely did get a lot darker for Matt Smith's uh, iteration of the doctor. And then when he regenerated he regenerated into an even darker form of the doctor. Mm. Um, so you could, I guess, make that argument that in, in, in as close as the doctor can ever come to the master, like he's pretty close. Yeah. As, as close as he's ever going to get. And whether or not you can actually attribute that to Clara, aside from the fact of her just being maybe along with she, him. 
I was about to say, she may just be a storytelling device there, and I, I guess that works. It just seems I don't know. Do you guys remember how, how bright and sunny Danny Pink was when we first met him and what he was like at the end of the show? <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> Claire is just like a succubus, man. There's a fucking journey, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck you, Danny Pink. Hey, he's, um, he's dead, though. He is dead. We mentioned this. Well, well no, right. dead on Which the show. Then, it's like a comic book, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to end with something positive about it, but just before I do, I've got to say this. Oh, fucking hell, Moffat. Right, so, okay, he dies, but his consciousness is transferred to the Neversphere. Fine. He then has his consciousness transferred back to his augmented Cyberman body. All right, fair enough. Um, oh, but it's not entirely complete. Also, it's kind of half Danny, half Cyberman. Yeah, okay, got that, fine. He then, um, uh, in a flouncy fit of, I'm a fucking hero, uh, blows himself up, and so he's like, I guess we'd turn him in proper dead. Uh, okay, right, right. fine. Uh, and then he's in a different dimension and can send somebody from the Neversphere back into somewhere, corporeal form, even though his body. I couldn't be bothered finishing writing the story. Fucking hell, Moffat. <laughs> Just fucking leave it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, that, I mean, I know they needed to do something there so Claire would have something to lie about. But boy, they. I, I, I don't know. about anything. I oh, mean, sure, sure, sure. Aaron, I mean, Aaron, did, did are we missing something? It feels like that's that whole sort of thing sort of just went. It felt like there was a moment where Capaldi's like, oh, he figured out a way, right? Oh, cool. Like, Danny Pink was going to figure out a way. Yeah, and come... he was completely cool with it. He's like, he's like, oh, no. He's like, I could buy that guy. I could figure that out. Sure. Like, he didn't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah, PE's super smart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so that was some bullshit right there. But. That aside, um, yeah. Overall, this this was a a strong end to a series that could have ended so badly. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It tells us, I think, a huge thing about it, which is that the the next series of Doctor Who, if it follows the same theme, right. is going to be so heavily built. And it's been a while since we've had this. I think so heavily built on the strength of the performances and getting a bit more depth out of the lead performances. Um, right, and not just the clever not, storytelling, yeah. Exactly, and we've not really seen that um, with any intensity since Eccleston. Yeah. So uh, I, think that, I think that's positive. And that's not to say that, like, Tennant or, or Smith were bad, because no. they weren't, but, I mean, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's more, they're, they're, it looks like they're going to focus more specifically on the characters mm -hmm. and less about the characters' surroundings and what happens to them and things like that. Um, it's going to be more character centric, which yeah, it has been that a lot this season. And I think uh, we're going to build on the Doctor Cannon as well because I mean that's that's been something Moffat's been trying to do for a for a little while now, and we're in a really good place now to start building on that. We know that Gallifrey is out there now. Mm -hmm. um, it may not be exactly where dimensionally um, right. the Master said it was, but we know that's out there. We know the Master's back out there. We know that um, the Doctor's had something of a reboot himself. Uh, we're in an interesting place now. The um and the okay, so one there's one thing that I uh really disliked, and it's gonna make my list of things about the rebooted Doctor Who that I hate, of which there are only currently two items on this list. And is Danny Pink one of them? The third one? No, you know what? Danny Pink wasn't one of them. I'm just happy. Well, then I'm, you're wrong. I'm happy. Sorry, that he's, dude. I'm happy that he's. I'm happy that he's. <laughs> I'm happy that he's gone. Um. And uh, although, again, you know, I'm I, I feel like they for the Danny Pink haters, I think they really set up this episode. To, to, I think he was trying desperately to change your mind, Ben, by having him sacrifice uh, yeah, he, he not did. once but twice. Um, oh, not, not only am I a passive aggressive twat, but I must also be a martyr. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, that's not even good enough. I, I, I bought it. I bought it just enough to where I'm like, OK, let's move on. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't quite uh, my glass was not quite as empty, but um, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But I, I, one thing that we 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 didn't touch on is that uh, the doctor came to his realization in this episode uh, that he finally he's been asking himself this whole time, who is he? Uh, what kind of person is he? And he finally came to the realization that pretty much almost every doctor recently has come to, uh, which is that he's just an idiot with a box. Uh, he's just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it always boils down to. I'm shocked it's taken him this long to figure it out. He's just a crazy person with a time machine um, who's constantly dragging people in and out of these scenarios. But, um, yeah, he came to the same realization that Smith and Tennant and, uh, and Eccleston and all of them uh, came to eventually. Um, 
but the thing that uh, the thing that drove me nuts, it just I, I couldn't stand it. I would have been fine. I would have been fine had they left well enough alone because they did two kind of fourth wall moments here, right? They did the mm-hmm. uh, the end with with uh, literally Saint Nick. Uh, as in Nick Frost. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> Radio Times editorial borrowing that one. <laughs> the, uh, uh, they, did, they did one there, right, where they kind of interrupted the credits and were like, we can't let it end that way. Uh, the other one, in the, which is the one I infinitely disliked more because of, its, uh, because of uh, what it accomplished, uh, which was that scene right at the beginning, right, where Claire is like, uh, Claire Oswald has never existed. Uh, I'm the doctor. And then they smash cut to the credits, uh, and unless uh, oh, unless I watched, oh, I know what you're saying. But unless I watched a different version, it was an opening credits with Jenna Coleman's name first and Jenna Coleman's eyes in the credits. It was a gag, which was a yes, but it was a stupid gag. <laughs> <laughs> wait, it was wait, absolutely wait. stupid. You hate like you they hate s- that gag they more said, than you hate Danny Pink. I, I hate yeah, I hate that gag the same as I hate the gag of. Uh, a Vastra conking the doctor on the head and throwing in fucking Looney Tunes sound effects, uh, like the Foley artist couldn't find something better than a boink sound effect from a from a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Um, it, it, that sort of shit just drives me crazy. Like they went to that trouble, right, to do like the um, and and yes, of course, after the fact, it's a gag. But the way they treat it at first is if she's being serious and that there's some huge reveal that's going to happen. Um, Do you think it was Moffat actively taking the piss out of the like we that, were too much into this brigade? Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's a true double Moffat right there. She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, she's like, I'm the Doctor, and here's the opening credits to the show, signifying that uh, Jenna Coleman's name is first. They're putting her picture in the thing. Um, you know, like I mean, that's like it was a in case the Cybermen were watching, of course. <laughs> it, it just it, and then of course it led to it led to nothing. I, it, see, I think what really drove me crazy is that they bothered to take the time out to change the opening credits just for that. <laughs> like it seems like such a waste of time. Hey, look, it's my fucking license fee. How do you think I feel about it? Oh, sure, sure. I know you yeah. guys are paying extra for that sort of <laughs> shit. Um, no, I I just hated that. It was absolutely stupid and pointless and ridiculous. And I I didn't even think it was funny. Like I. Uh, it just felt like they were. Um, it felt like they were intentionally trying to do the swerve thingy, and boy, do I hate it when they when they, when they do that. So, um, to you me, must it was have a fucking hated Lost. To me, it was a oh, I had my moments with Lost. Although you know what, <laughs> overall, I I don't have the same problems with the show that other people do. But um, the uh, I, I felt like we had a big enough swerve at the end of Nick Frost showing up in Santa Claus garb was a big enough swerve for everybody that didn't have to throw that one in the beginning. Um, outside of that, um, I pretty much have the same issues with the episode you do, but it largely revolves around that weird shit with Danny Pink somehow being able to come back from the dead. Mm. Uh, with just absolutely zero establishment of how it's this the is... the golden arrow moment, isn't it? <laughs> right, and it's even worse than the arrow. I mean, at least the arrow was gold, and we knew that gold would power something and like it was ridiculous but this had like nothing set up to it it's just like danny pink's interdimensional uh, smoke twatness it's like danny, it Dan, danny pink went danny pink went from mathematics teacher at Cole hill high school to being able to determine how to come back from the dead uh-huh. just from, from nowhere that was absolutely ridiculous if anything's gonna make me hate danny pink it's the assumption that he's able to figure this out hey dude whatever uh, it takes to get you there i mean <laughs> Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, uh, we, it, I think Dark Water set kind of a high bar that this episode sort of cruised underneath. Like, it was not bad. It was a fine ending. And uh, I'm kind of happy. The, the, the scene that it ended on was uh, spectacular. Uh, I love that. I love that they, uh, they were both lying to each other um, about, their, about their happiness and things like that. It was really more character-driven than, than anything else. There was not some big, huge... Uh, gargantuan cliffhangery moment. Um, I, I thought that was all. I thought that was all fantastic, uh, and pretty much everything with Michelle Gomez was splendid. She was she was tremendous, and uh, yeah, it seemed. I don't know. So what is this? Uh, what is this article you're telling me? Did did did, did basically she uh, did uh, what? I don't know. If she did it accidentally or deliberately, but this is an article, uh, an interview it was she did with Jonathan very Moffat of what you know what she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, with Jonathan Holmes of Radio Times, uh, and this was on Wednesday. So uh, she 
was asked uh, whether she will whether the villainess will reappear next year uh, to which her response was yes yes is my answer i'll be back um pretty unequivocal although she then got slightly cold feet apparently saying uh, can i say that am i allowed if not oh, well i guess yeah, i've yeah, yeah. i will have to see how she is received in other words yeah yeah she's back yeah, one, um, one, one he describes those. her as a mary poppins-esque megalomaniac well, there was that accurate. scene. There was that scene where she comes floating down on the umbrella. That was awesome. And I freaked out. I'm like, "This is crazy. This is so good." Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty clear she's coming back, and and that is definitely a thing to do now, right? Like, uh, you know, James Spader. Who are, who are you going to be in? Uh, who are you going to be in the Avengers movie? Well, I'm playing Ultron. Oh, uh, can we put that off the record? I don't think I'm supposed to say that to everybody. Um, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, that happens an awful lot. That's like the yeah. new thing of like we reveal stuff accidentally in gigantic fucking air quotes. Actually, wait, is it the equivalent of the thing that I hate on Facebook where it says, you know, there's a picture of a, a dog next to a thing of boiling oil and it says, you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> if it's the equivalent of that, then it can fuck off. <laughs> I, I hate that. Um, but Missy as a, as a character, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought, but in the cemetery, the whole, um, when the doctor asks, and it's a very good question, you know, and I, I love the way he, he asked it as well. I actually genuinely believe the exasperation on his face when he said, why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> right. Which no one ever fucking asked the master. Everyone just assumes, well, let's give you bananas. Yeah. Um, and he says, so why are you doing this? And her response is, I just want my friend back. And of course, what, what better way of getting a friend back than destroying the thing that distracts him most all <laughs> of the time? Sure. Destroy the human race. You get your friend back. There you go. Um, I, Which, I just thought there's there's something yeah, awesome about that. Yeah, in a really weird way, it's kind of endearing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of found myself, like I was right on the verge of going, aw. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we've all we've all known a doctor, and if you don't know a doctor, your friend, the one that you, as he put it, ran with when you were younger, and then fucked off to to save planets. If you don't know someone who did that, then it's you. <laughs> sure. Go back and look at your friends. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, overall, Aaron. Um, outside of the uh, the goods and bads of this episode, uh, what would you what would you give rating wise to uh, uh, to Death in Heaven? Four and a half. Very very precise. You had that one written down for a couple of days, I presume. I was ready to go. I had that right in my holster. Gotcha, <laughs> Mister Ben Knight. Uh, where do you stand on this episode? Yeah, square on four and a half. Um, it lost half a point for the fucking irritating bit at the end, as is often the case with Moffat episodes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, pretty damn good. Um, yeah, four and a half again. It, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I I think we were kind of all hoping that it was going to be right up there with Dark Water, but it, yeah. it certainly fell off just a little bit, uh, largely due to just kind of some weirdness with the plot and everything like that. And uh, uh, so when you, when you say the end end, you're, you're talking about. Uh, I mean, however, well, guess I mean the Danny Pink, but I, no. And, and in fairness, <laughs> that's not even just because it was Danny Pink, although that doesn't help. It was the. It just. Uh, it didn't make sense. Um. So. Um. Before we fuck off, Nick Frost is Santa Claus. Yeah. Um. This. Uh. And and at first I felt a little odd about this until I saw the scene. Um, that they showed at the, uh, it was, uh, for a charity, uh, charity, yeah, event, right? Children, children in need. Yeah. All right. And, uh, they showed a scene from the episode, um, that BBC has put up on the interwebs for everybody to see now. And, uh, it's actually a really good scene. Although I am, where we, where are we going to stand on this? Uh, is, is Nick Frost, uh, is Nick Frost going to be Santa Claus? Like how Robin Hood was really Robin Hood or is this not, is this some sort of guys? I've got my theory, but I don't know. Aaron, do you want to go first? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like, maybe he's like an alien who just would perceive Santa as like, you know, some sort of a, a voice of reason. But then, it, uh, but, you know, in my heart, I'm really hoping he is just Father Goddamn Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is his middle name, actually. Yeah, it is legally. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I saw that. Is it Nick Father Goddamn Christmas Frost? <laughs> is that his name? Is there is it all hyphenated or is it all one word like a Twitter account or? <laughs> yeah, he's at the real uh, Nick saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. There might be uh, an underscore or something in there too. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, because without the underscore, it was already taken. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So doc uh, the Doctor has encountered um, Santa Claus, Father Christmas, 
etc. on any number of occasions. First Doctor, Second Doctor, Third Doctor have all met him. Fourth Doctor didn't meet him, but I think dressed as him or something like that. Um, there's some connection or something with the Fourth Doctor. Uh, and, of course, we've then sort of had references to it once in uh, one of the Amy Pond episodes. I can't quite remember what. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the Doctor... Uh, suggests that he exists as well uh, matt smith's doctor suggests he exists um in an episode as well um interesting here though that the conversation between them the doctor clearly has some sort of issue with him in the if you've not seen the the bbc clip from children in need then obviously watch that and then it'll make sense but i kind of wonder um real long shot the doctor is never even remotely surprised at the existence of santa he clearly thinks that santa um is up to something. Uh, they obviously don't have the best history together, evidently, from that conversation. There's definitely some friction there, right. and Santa seems to be wanting to convince uh, the Doctor that, you know, you may actually want me on your side here. I wonder, now that we know Gallifrey's back, outside chance, is Santa the man who can put all these presents for all these kids in a confined space and can travel around the entire planet in a space mm. of time? Is this... A time lord. Oh, it's got it. You know, I, and we've joked the red I've, costume. I, we've, I mean, we've. Jo- I mean, and I've heard the joke before, right? That Santa has to be like a time lord in order to do everything he does in one night and store all those gifts in such a small con- confined space and things like that. Um, it really should be. I'm just going to go out on the limb and say I might be a little disappointed if it's not the case. And can you imagine? I mean, we've read the article, right? The Nick Frost article where he talked about how he basically has to, you know, almost every shit, every shot he's not in, he's basically I keep his hands over his mouth to keep from squealing with joy over being involved. I, I, I can, I can only imagine that he would be as excited to find out that he's in the show and he gets to be a time lord. It you makes... could do all sorts of things with it plot-wise. So he oh, could sure, be, sure. you know, he, he could be serving a sentence from something he's done on Gallifrey, couldn't he? Uh, or something it could he's be done... a punishment he has to serve humans for his entire life. <laughs> well, yeah, they've done stupid. Well, Moffat's done stupid fucking things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It could be that. Or, or failing that, of course. We, I suppose, there's always this assumption that it's only Gallifreyans and um, uh, and Daleks who can, uh, you know, bend space-time and so on. Well, you know, maybe there's another race out there that can do that too. But this idea that Santa might be slightly, if not villainous, he's, you know, he, there's something slightly nefarious about him and his associates, evidently, from the from the clip. It's just, I don't know, he, he could be a, he could be doing community service. That'd be that'd be amazing, an amazing. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of all for this. The more I hear about it, it's like the, a way to do something interesting with with the the character of Santa Claus that isn't uh, eye roll inducing, or I mean, because everything has been done before. But taking like a a slightly like not a dark turn on the character, but a little darker, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the the time lord that has to do time for um, uh, pun intended, I guess for. Uh, um, you know, some sort of misdeed or whatever, and this is what he has to do. Um, of course, this, this whole scene uh, completely just proved how fake this television show is to me because they're, the, uh, his, his, uh, his elves were giggling over the fact that Claire just presumed that her parents had bought presents every year <laughs> for the children. And as a, as a parent with, uh, with children, I, I can, in fact, confirm that I have bought all of their presents. <gughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't listen. They, thankfully, they, I, what, I, they I don't listen to the show where we make sex. Yeah. Um, oh, they, they, what, they don't listen to the show where we swear and talk about sex. So, 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 I was going to say, supposedly. You're I'm not a bad, Kevin Smith, are you? <laughs> suppose, supposedly, I'd be a bad parent for revealing this here, but I think I'd be a worse parent if I let them listen to the podcast that I do. <laughs> um, by far and away. Uh, so. Uh yeah, yeah I, when I when I swear in English, it's cute. Oh yeah 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 it's sure. Very it's very classy. It's, yeah, really it's, it's, it's very classy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you could be the president of the United States here and swear with that accent, and it would it would not be considered, uh, it would not be considered uncouth or anything. It would. Um, I wouldn't think so. They'd just be like, oh, it's it's part of his charm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the sort of thing British people can get away with in this country. That's for sure. Um, just look at Piers Morgan. He almost got away with some of that shit. Hugh Grant uh, getting caught getting a handy from Hooker, and he just kind of shrugged, and everybody's like, whatever, buddy. We love you. He talked, and they're like, oh, all's forgiven. Yeah. Um, 
the uh <laughs> yeah i love the fact you sent both of those fuckers back to us though <laughs> you're welcome yeah cheers for that uh we're working on getting bieber back to canada as well so uh that's that's taking a little more time because he's got a more ingrained fan base here but we're working on that and uh we're also working on getting shia labeouf back to whatever planet he came from oh nice good work. Uh, so <laughs> i'll build a room for him in my garage man he can come stay with me <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! In a kind of Austrian cellar sort of way, or I think uh, Aaron, I think Aaron just wants him to to do that stunt he did, where he just sits at a table and Aaron gets to sit on the other side and he just mocks him uh, yeah. for for an hour while he while he cries sitting there. As long the as long as he doesn't speak, I've got some things he could do. <laughs> what? I've got some Nothing. shelves need putting up. I don't know. What I'm <laughs> of course, of course. Sake. Um. <laughs> In my sex dungeon. This is what this is what happens uh, when when we run out of Doctor Who episodes to talk about. <laughs> the night next week we're going to be back just randomly talking about Shia LaBeouf in a sex dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, eventually, if you did see him in a sex dungeon, they wouldn't surprise you. <laughs> I'm not at all. Um, I mean, eventually, um, eventually we'll be back with. Um, the series retrospective. Um, I'm wondering if we should maybe wait until they announce the episode title for the Christmas special before we do the retrospective. So this way I can end the episode by telling them what we're going to be uh, talking about on the next episode. Um, but they have not released this title yet. I wonder um, how long they're going to wait before they release the, uh, the episode title. Um, usually they kind of wait until like near the beginning of the month, don't they? Before they release the the title. Yeah. Um, and I do know a couple of people at the BBC who tend to know things like that, but actually they've been very quiet. Nobody seems to know anything at the minute. It might be that it's... I wonder if they've even just settled on the name yet. Um, perhaps. Um, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, uh, soon enough. I, I don't have a very specific sign-off for, for this week because I don't know if we're going to necessarily be back next week to talk about the retrospective. We're just going to see how our uh, individual schedules align and then go at it from there. Um, so you're going to sign off with, right, that's it, you've stayed your hour, now go. <laughs> <laughs> you've had your fun, now leave. Uh, so for Ben Knight and Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will be back sometime on uh, Who Made Who, uh, talking uh, Series 8 as a whole, the retrospective episode. Mm-hmm.